Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. SHN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of sports yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. The crowd for the Cows 1940 home opener went in with high spirits to watch their team play. What they didn't realize is they were invited to a birthday party, one by their opposition, who was the birthday boy and he made their cheers were all but dismissed as the opposing All-American player struck them with awe. The young halfback at an away game heard the roar of the crowd. We remember those instances of great sports moments by the gifted participants at just the right moment in time. This is a presentation from which those great moments in sports history are revived. Come listen to the roar of the crowd presented by Amen Sports. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast, and welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history and a place for great positive football. Because we are here with a joint effort with Pigskin Dispatch, our sister company, going to talk about a great football moment that you heard the cheers roar from a crowd. But before we get to that, just want to let you know here at Pig Pen Sports that we have you covered. We're going to tell you everything that's going on day by day. We have a newsletter that comes out each and every morning, 6.30 a.m. Be a part of it by a simple sign-up. Go to the show notes of this very podcast or go to pigskindispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com. At the top, it says email subscriber. In that email, you'll find out everything that's releasing on both websites, both podcasts and our audio drama, Orville Mulligan, sports writer, as soon as everything comes from there, as well as many items uh, from the great people over at sportshistorynetwork.com, where there is uh, 30 different podcasters bringing you their all. So make sure you join our newsletter right now uh, while you're listening to this podcast. Now let's get into our Roar of the Crowd episode for this September 28th. In the scene on September 28, 1940, in Berkeley, California, where the University of Michigan Gritters traveled to play their first game of the new season. 35,000 fans packed Memorial Stadium to watch their California Golden Bears kick off their football year as well. It was dubbed as an intersectional game for both teams, sort of a warm-up against a quality opposition to ready each other for league play in their respective leaves, which would soon commence. Michigan had a young man in their backfield that was celebrating his 21st birthday. He wore number 98 on his jersey, kind of odd for a running back in this era, but remember back then they didn't have the numbering restrictions, and his name was Tom Harmon. Well, Tom Harmon led the nation in scoring and was a consensus All-American the prior year, 1939. So the Golden Bears went into the game knowing what they had to contend with. They knew who they had to stop in the Michigan offense. But what Cal may not have realized was that Harmon would bring the birthday party 
on his 21st birthday to the field that day. The guest of honor at this celebration, the elusive back was blowing by the defenders like candles on a birthday cake. He took the opening kick off the distance, starting his work of scoring just 15 seconds into the contest. The legendary Wolverine had one of the finest collegiate days with runs of 72, 86, and 94-yard touchdowns just in the first half of play. Harmon's second touchdown may have topped the first one. As the cow punt sailed over his head there in the first quarter, hit the ground, and as the returner raced back to scoop it up, the Los Angeles Times describes it in the next morning's edition as, quote, like a flash, he swooped and spun through the open field for 70 yards and a score, end quote. Could anyone stop number 98 of Michigan this day? Cal fans were getting frustrated. I'm sure watching Harmon run through their befuddled defense like a bowling ball goes through a wet paper bag. There may be one way to stop him, though. At least that's what one thought of a fella in the stands, which the Los Angeles Times in that same article described as, quote, a bald-headed coatless man later found to be a guy named Bud Brennan. Now, Brennan, a fan at Memorial Stadium during Carmen's 86-yard scamper to Pager, raced out of the stands to become the 12th man in the defense of Cal's goal line. The spectator, crunched down, ready to make a tackle, and having seen enough of Michigan's back's heroics on the afternoon, attempted to tackle Harmon at the three-yard line. The strategy failed, too, as Harmon easily put a move and evaded and scurried past Brennan, into the end zone. Went past 12, 11 Cal players and one Cal fan to score a, a, a great touchdown. The now embarrassed fan was quickly escorted out of the stadium by authorities. And uh, his name is still in print, so I guess he did his job. But he d- could not stop Tom Harmon, that's for sure. Now, Harmon on that day scored 28 of Michigan's 41 points. Yes, the Wolverines went 41 to nothing. Cal was a little bit embarrassed, but uh, definitely Tom Harmon was a big part of that. In postscript, Tom Harmon won the Heisman Trophy, the Maxwell Award, the Big Ten MVP, and the Associated Press Athlete of the Year Award all that same year of 1940. Harmon rushed for 844 yards on 186 carries and an average of 4.5 yards per carry and 105.5 yards per game. The amazing player also led the country in scoring for the second straight year with 117 points on 16 touchdowns 18 extra points in one field goal. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1954 and played in the NFL for the Los Angeles Rams in 1946 and 1947. The Wolverines retired his famous number 98 jersey from further use by any other players, and rightfully so, because he was definitely a workhorse for them. The 1940 Michigan team compiled a record of 7-1, losing to national champion Minnesota by one point. And they finished the season ranked number three in the AP polls. A few decades later, Tom's son would be a star quarterback for the UCLA Bruins and then become a big name in Hollywood. His name? Mark Harmon. And that's your football history for today. And Tom Harmon definitely heard the roar of the crowd, maybe heard some boos there in Cal, but would definitely put the crowd in awe. And uh, hope you enjoyed this bit of history that we shared with you today in this roar of the crowd with the great Tom Harmon. On his birthday, September 28th, he did this amazing feat of genius. So uh, 
Hope you'll join us next time when we have more of the Roaring Crowds, but join us each and every day because Pigpen Sports, we're bringing you at least one podcast every day and multiple articles to find your favorites. Pigskindispatch.com and jerseydispatch.com. And don't forget, sportshistorynetwork.com. You can find our podcast plus the others of some 30 other podcasters that are just bringing you their, their heart's delight in great sports history. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. History we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleat Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians. You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.